Fuck it, guys. Welcome to the Cincy Slang and Bearcat podcast. I heard you guys had a hell of a night. Humor. Indeed, we did. Brent, Indeed, welcome. we did. What's up, Har? We were mingling with the elitist class, Hummer. Quite a night. I think we should be renaming you guys to VP at this point. I don't know about that. I did think I did think the entire time we were walking through this lobby of rich white people that you belonged here. You would thrive. You would dominate the room. What's that mean? The content we could manifest from Hummer being in the same room as Aziz Bandego, Dan Horde, Harry Nelson, Steve Logan, Corey Blunt, and a bunch of rich donors would have been absolutely immaculate. Yeah, so next time, next year, we're getting you to fly out. Honestly, more the latter than the former. A bunch of rich white people, Hummer could bring the work for sure. I, pre- I appreciate the uh, the thoughts there, but uh, it, just so people know the background here, there is a, you know what? All I know is you guys got multiple players to mention that a friend of ours is terrible maybe is that the right word that's what you're leading with it's the shitty sucks, at fantasy football guy sucks at, fa- sucks at fantasy football but you didn't you met steve logan let me ask you did you ask him for uh an appearance on the pod yes is he coming i, I only asked one person for an appearance on the podcast it was steve logan and and he immediately said talk to my publicist he said talk hey. to my publicist <laughs> did you get the and- publicist number no, I'm not going to pay him to be on the podcast. I'm not Pat McAfee. We do not have Pat McAfee dollars. Steve Logan, if you want to come on the most authentic, fan-friendly podcast, most free-flowing conversation in the market, most genuine, Bearcat-inspired enthusiasm, this is the podcast to be on. We're not fucking paying you to be on it. We want you on. It'll be an amazing conversation. It's going to happen. I'm right. I believe it'll happen, but I'm not talking to his publicist. And props to Coomer. Um, he didn't say it like that to Steve Logan, uh, but he did say something similar to him. He said, I'm not talking to your publicist. I'm trying to talk to you. Come on the pod. You know, so props to Coomer. On I love it. I got I got to respect it. So let's let's take it back and let's start By the with, way, with the hard so hitting question. The, what was your the what inside your, the inside joke the, you were alluding to, though? We have a friend, Nick Boroff, who sucks at fantasy football. When we played him in the playoffs in the fantasy football years ago, he he started Johnny Menzel and flamed out, and he quit the league because of how bad it was. It's worse than that. He started Johnny Menzel, who scored like negative three points against Sam Bradford. Against Sam Bradford, who scored negative two points, and he lost. He lost. He I'm just lost, giving context. He lost the championship or whatever it was by negative by one point. Because Johnny Manziel scored three, and he had someone on the bench who like didn't score negative. But either way, I'm just matter. giving context where's, because where's he just texted me. He just texted me and he said Corey Blunt too far, too far. <laughs> that was a bridge too far, Brent. <laughs> not not too far. Where is what was the what was the highlight of the night? Start start with the start with the high. Oh, I don't, don't even bury know the lead. Print, you want to start off? You're you're the guest, so. Let me just say this before you get into it. Shout out to longtime listener, incredible Bearcat fan, clearly a passionate fan, Antonio Mazzaro. He is the one who made this happen to begin with. Point full, full stop. This amazing opportunity happened because of him. I don't even know. I don't know if he's angry at me 
for live discording what was happening in the room. But Antonio, we appreciate it. Get well soon. You are um, a gentleman and a scholar. But Brent, tell me what you tell me what your highlight was. <clears throat> um, I mean, let me just give you a little background. Uh, Coomer texted me today at like what five thirty and said, "I've got eight tickets to this thing. Do you want to go?" And I said, yo, my wife is over eight months pregnant. Let me check with her real quick. Shout out, Katie. She was like, go ahead. Um, so on the way to the event, Cooper and I didn't know what to expect. You know, um, was it I sent you the fun? description. I sent you a description of the event. What was your reaction when reading the description of the event? I said, hey, this might be all right. I, I didn't know if booze were free or not by that description, which was a selling. Oh, event. oh, so we got it. We got a. Guys only coming for the free booze. Um, well, dependent. I don't know. Anywho, I respect the, it. I respect on the way, it. On the way there, we're talking like we don't know what to expect. Is it going to be schmoozy? Are we not going to fit in? Um, if we have to bail, we could bail if we wanted to. But we show up and we definitely didn't fit in, but to the betterment of the experience. It Unbelievable. Was, the whole thing was fucking awesome. And it's because we didn't fit in. We schmoozed with the people serving beer. Like, yo, we don't fit into this. We're not, you know, 70 years old with millions of dollars in our account. Um, the highlight of the night, though, to answer your question, um, Coomer's selfie with the players, honestly. Um, throw that up on uh, the different socials. But that that selfie is fucking flames. So, yeah, you gotta you gotta send me all the photos you took as well. There was a lot of great moments. Brent and I knew going into this. Did you go up? To we were gonna be upclass. Do it. Did you do it? Did you do it? The Bandego. Yeah. Ask Brent. Brent, did I scream Bandego at one point in the in the festivities? Hey, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. Or you tell him if you want to. <laughs> there was there was a. I, I won't call it a scream. I will call it a loud. <laughs> De declaration that's that my guy. Bendego is that's my guy that's my guy a loud declaration that not only was aziz bandego in the room but that if this this guy gets cleared to play basketball for the university of cincinnati mm -hmm. it changes the outlook not only of the 2023-2024 season this changes the outlook and the trajectory of our program in the short and midterm future this guy leads to tremendous success. Wes Miller outlined it when he introduced the entire roster. When Aziz Bandego came to the court, I've talked a lot about his defense and the fact that he's a one-man wrecking crew and the fact that he's going to protect the rim better than any Bearcat player since Kenyon Martin. This is going to be a one-man defensive stalwart. Wes Miller wanted to talk about his offense and the fact that it had to completely change from a conceptual standpoint because of how much Aziz Bandego is unguardable in, in the pick and roll. We need Aziz Bandego cleared. Dave Yost, shout out to you. Facing the pressure and the heat of the Cincy Slang and Bearcat podcast, you folded like a cheap tent and you wrote a letter to the NCAA president and said, this man needs to be cleared and this is outrageous and criminal what they're doing to you. Thank you, Dave Yost, for folding. Has that pod been released yet? I haven't. I didn't see it in the content in the uh, content uh, section of Discord. It's it released. released. Okay, it's out there. For those of you who don't know, we I made an ill-timed comment about Yost not 
not uh, being on the Bearcats side and, and uh, promptly within 24 hours, he, he made an official statement. The Cincy uh, Slinging podcast is all about being ill-timed. We don't give guys, a fuck. Guys, look, we've, right? we've gotten, we've gotten, we have officially gotten a coach fired and we have gotten an attorney general of the state of Ohio to make a statement on behalf of the University <laughs> of Cincinnati. That is the power can, of the pod. Tomer, can I take this over for a second and talk about my highlight of the night? No. I, I'm just kidding. Go it. ahead. <laughs> All right. Our guest, who I don't even think was properly introduced, Andrew Prenovic, a longtime friend of Cincy Slangin, but personally, I mean, we're talking like a 20-year friend of Zach Coomer. It's more than 20 years. We're talking a 25-year friend at this point. Obviously, he already alluded to the fact that I gave him extremely short notice on coming to this event, but if there's one guy I know who will step up to the plate, it's Andrew Prenovic. He's, gonna, he's down for the cause. I think you skipped trivia night. Apologies to Pete Zesterman, a former UD basketball player, I think. Apologies. From St. X. X, no less. Apologies for losing Prent, who probably would have answered all, all of your blues questions correctly. We go way back, Hummer. We go way, way back. And Prent has led to a lot of the personal growth that I've achieved as, a, as an individual here. So when we walk into the, into the, what do you call it? A, uh, the tip off, the dinner, the the fundraising event. It was cool. it was stuffy. There was smooth jazz on. I don't know who the artists were. It wasn't. Oh, I'm definitely actually here. I'm here for this. I should have been there. Yeah, you fit in. You fucking rocket. You're flying in next year. Like I said, we're, we're walking around. We're having a good time. We're drinking Cincy lights. I don't have much to complain about, but at one point, you know. Prent's a Bearcat fan, but he does not follow the team as diehard as we do. So it's like, hey, who's that guy? All right, that's Aziz Bandego. If he gets cleared, we're going to go to the fucking championship game. And don't worry about that. And this is Jizzle James, Edron James' son. He's a, he's a really athletic point guard, freshman, big-time recruit. Don't worry about that. Victor Locken, that's a fucking god of Cincinnati basketball history. Don't worry about that. I'm pointing all these things out. These guys are on the floor level. These are the, I would call, I mean, these are still pretty nice seats. You know, these are these are really nice tickets. You have to spend a good amount of money to get in here. I point up to this box and I say, Print, that up there, that's where the VIPs are. That's where Wes Miller is. That's where I assume a lot of the coaches are. That's where I assume a lot of the big time alumni names are. We're not in there. We don't have access to that. That's a place for the that's a forbidden fruit for us. We're gonna be down here with Victor Lockin and the rest of the, you know, the the future Bearcat legends, Prent, who, if you know, if you've had the experiences I have, this is this is exactly what he would do. He looks at me and he says, oh, we're going to go get in there. We're going to go get into the VIP lounge. And I am a coward. And I am terrified. And I look at him and say, that's not a good idea. I need, I need to get a picture of Victor You Lockman. did not say that to him. You're talking about to the guy, the right, guy, the guy who got him, the guy who got himself on the field of the FCC, like celebrating a championship. That's you're questioning That's this guy. You're questioning this guy getting you in there. I'm not. It's not about getting me in there. It's about being an absolute pussy. I am afraid to get in trouble. Dude, I'm just. That's me. Him. What's the worst that's gonna happen? They're gonna kick you out. It doesn't matter. That's my psyche, bro. Right, am I you? lying? Is there any lie about, about the story been, so far? You've been slapped Whoa. with trespassing, bro. No, you're already in the venue. All right. So we didn't talk Let's about see. this. I don't have a Bearcat polo. 
This is what I wore. I wore a Reds polo. I put a jumper over it, which is what my wife calls a sweatshirt, a quarter zip that did not have a Bearcat logo on it because I wanted to show I was wearing red in support of the Bearcats, but I didn't want to show that I didn't own a Bearcat polo. I'm I, my sleeves are rolled you know up. Something with a collar on it with a Bearcat on it. I don't know. I'm going to fix had, a lot of how things. I've heard you had weeks pre- to prepare for this. The bookstore is on campus. It's happening. It's happening. I Prent looks at me and says, look, we're going up there. Stop being such a pussy. We are. You're going to roll your sleeves down. You're going to cover your wrists because and, and realize here's another key caveat. <laughs> because because we weren't on the original tickets, we do not have printed name tags. <laughs> so when we walked in, we hand wrote our name tags and Prent wanted to go in like fucking Vermont syrup farmers, like in wedding crashers and make up pseudonyms. I told him, look, I don't think I'll know a lot of people here. I do think we'll know B-Fox. You'll know know one person. I'll know one particular person, and I can't have a made-up name for that. So we wrote our real names on it. It's hand-scratched. He would have played played along with it. (laughs) He would have. B-Fox would have had your back. Chicken scratch on the name tag. What was your fake name? What were the fake names you guys were contemplating? What was your fake name, Brent? (laughs) Scott McCubbin. I'm a coming, love it. I was uh, Doug. Were you guys Jesus. brothers? <laughs> no, we. What were we, Coomer? Uh, I uh, the agents. I wanted to be an nil agent. That was <laughs> where, that was our pitch. We're waiting in line for a Cincy Light, and Prince talking about Montenegro, the Monaco Grand Prix. Like the guys, we're talking about all the rich stuff we can think of in the line. So Scott Baggin, <laughs> yeah, we're we're a mess. <laughs> We're going in with handwritten name tags. Pull your sleeves down in case they have wristbands. And we walk up the stairs and we make our way to the VIP lounge. And Prem points out, hey, there's a bath in there. Like if they, if there's, if they, if they catch us, we're just going to the bathroom innocently enough. Well, we also go in the back door, which was locked. Remember? Oh, was it locked? How did you get in then? The handle was locked. You couldn't twist the handle. So I just pulled it open and it opened and we walked straight into the bathroom. This is a security breach. We probably shouldn't be revealing on a podcast. <laughs> and if there was ever hope of Hummer sneaking into the VIP lounge in the future, it's probably dead now. No guys, I'm just walking to the front. I'm walking, I'm walking straight to the front. How, how much does it cost? $2,500. Fuck it. No, no, I'm just I'm just gonna wear I'm gonna wear my finest suit and I'm just gonna walk through like I've been there Hummer, before. Hummer, I would have got through that front, believe that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Anywho, Coomer. We we walk into the bathroom and Coomer was as scared as, he as, made you go to the back. I get it. We we relieve ourselves as we're walking out. Josh Loeffler walks by, my lord and savior. That the hope for improving the on-court product walks by and says, Hey, what's up, man? And I'm just I'm just giddy. I'm just like, wait, what's happening right now? Coach is just talking to me. I'm still feeling bashful though. I'm I'm apprehensive. I'm I don't know why I feel as nervous as I do, Hummer. Oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna misbehave. We're not pranking anybody. We're not gonna do anything insane. We just want to drink some Cincy lights and be amongst the people. You know, so you that's wanna, what we want to do. You want you want to sneak into a venue, you want to steal beer. Not stealing want... beer. How is it stealing beer? Were you supposed to be drinking it? Yeah. Yes, beer. Yeah, we can drink beer. The whole we can drink beer. Okay. They don't care so how much you, you were stealing it. You weren't stealing. That's fine. Yeah. But you were stealing people's time. We did steal time with Steve Logan and. Okay. 
exactly. So that's what we ended yeah, up. You guys doing. are we, thieves. You guys are we, you guys are Cincinnati thieves. Here's the thing, Hummer. I want I want to get beautiful, beautiful thieves. Hey, I Hummer, like, you know how much I paid for my education at UC? I'm not a thief. They owe me this time, okay, buddy? God damn it. Well, wait, 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 let's wait, be real. wait, 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 wait. We went to Cincinnati from 2007 to 2011, basically 2006 to 2010. These were, I mean, the I went five years now. days of Bearcat basketball. We earned this, okay? My, wife, earned was this. Like, my wife went like seven years, right? And it was during the dark days, the darkest days. Well, football wasn't that dark, but I yeah, feel like Trent, pretty dark. Trent and I walked in there assuming we would loiter, we would drink some Cincy lights, we'd, you know, people watch, see who's in the room. What we quickly realized, Dummer, when you are in the highest of the highs, when you are amongst the true boosters, the difference makers, the practice facility funders, you're not just going to be able to sit there and mind your own business. No, Dummer, what's going to happen? Josh Lawford is going to come up to you and introduce himself. Drew Adams is going to come up to you and introduce himself. Terry Nelson is going to come up to you and introduce himself. Hummer, every fucking big name in that room, if we were in there long enough, would have introduced themselves to us because when you are the big money, they're going to talk to you. So I have a question for you. When they came and introduced themselves to you, what did you introduce yourself to them back? I asked Zach you Coomer. to drink. Of Cincy Slagan? What do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? I'm Zach Coomer, Cincy Slagan, Bearcat you, Basketball Podcast. You, I Bearcat just want to make sure you, I want to make sure you threw it out there that they knew exactly who you were. <laughs> I would say for most folks, I threw it out there. I the I told Trent my most whoa, whoa, whoa. my most nerdy Trent, Trent, Trent shook his head a little bit. Trent shook his head. Like, I, I didn't do it for We're on a podcast. It's on a video camera, bro. Well, yeah, we, we post the video now. You're on oh, video. Did you? yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Hi, Internet. Yeah, so stop jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> or do. When Go for it. I For a few people, I did. My The nerdiest moment of the night was Drew Adams, Terry Nelson. We're circled up. And, yeah. and Drew's talking about how much he enjoyed talking about um, coaching AAU basketball. And he's throwing out these different names and guys that he coached. And, <laughs> and it was specifically in the context of playing up against Yancey Gates and how much of a beast Yancey Gates was uh, in, on the Ohio AAU circuit. And my proudest moment was being able to identify these different players that, that came through Drew Adams' program, knowing where they went to college, knowing that they had these stints in the NBA. As a basketball nerd, that was that was the, the highlight for me. That was the mountaintop. Um, there were other great moments, though. Honestly, and like I mean, that, the VIP lounge was surreal. Point, point yeah, blank. The I mean, as, VIP as lounge was a surreal. bystander um, who doesn't know as much about basketball as you, it was impressive. And he was certainly impressed as well. Like, it was cool sitting there getting to witness all that. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, there's some cool names out there, like Drew Liggins, who, who had a stint, I think, with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. Definitely played at Kentucky. Um, I believe you told me this, and I sent Tyler you this, Zeller. Message, Tyler Zeller, who had a had a nice career at UNC, played in the NBA for several seasons. His his brother Cody Zeller is still making a living in the NBA. He was with the Miami Heat last year in the NBA Finals, playing with that bald spot, crushing it for all our bald homies out there. 
it was, it was an impressive list. It was it was an impressive list to say the least. I had this impulse to bring up Mike Saunders Sr. because I know how big he is on the AAU circuit, and I resisted the urge. I didn't I didn't really know how that would go over, what it would bring up, so I just I resisted. But that is something that crossed my mind as I was talking to him. Okay, so I get it. You nerded out on AAU. Let's get to the good stuff that people actually want to hear about, which is pertaining to the team. So what 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 did you learn that maybe changed your mind? Is, is there anything that changed your mind about what you might perceive this season as being? Anything you heard? I don't... Look. We talked about expectations on Monday. I'm you have right different now. expectations. I'm high, I'm high on Bearcats basketball right now. So whatever I say... Take it with a grain and whatever. It it wasn't necessarily a change your perception of the team event, but Wes Miller did a phenomenal job personalizing each player on the team. Oh, he they seemed authentic, these, man. He seemed dude, real authentic. He came across like he crushed one through know. seven. Print is he? What do you rank him as one through seven? What one through seven? Yeah. Um, um, what what is that scale? One is like elite. Seven is like dog shit trash. In terms of a person, a coach? No, no, like coach. Okay. Yeah, based um, off what you heard. First impressions um, here. Uh, Six point nine. So if you want to flip that, right? He's he's dog shit. Oh, I, dude, I don't fucking know. Weird question, bro. <laughs> I don't know how to compare him to other coaches. He's just. He seemed very authentic tonight. He knew each individual. Let me ask Prent this way. Prent, more or less authentic than Mick Cronin? Jesus Christ. Way more authentic than Mick Cronin. More or less authentic than John Brannon? (laughs) Dude, don't bring that up when Hummer's on the phone here on the podcast, bro. More or less authentic than I'm the one who who said John Brannon was a Hall of Famer. Look, guys, I've never been to an event like I went to tonight, but I can tell you that the way that he talked about his players, the stories he had, the growing moments he's had with them, it seemed very authentic. It seemed like he's been pushing them, and it made me excited. As a kind of bystander UC fan, loved UC all my life, but not as in-depth as you guys. It's made me excited for this season. So. Back to you, Coomer. What did you think as a as an in-depth fan? More than once, he referenced the fact that these players, and especially the young ones, would hate him right now. Yeah. They haven't heard him say anything nice about him. He's been working yeah. their asses off in practice. So instantly he's sort of framing this as and and look, it's coach speak, but he's he's they're working their ass off from practice. We're demanding a lot of these guys, and a lot of them are not going to be a fan of me. But it was the way he delivered that message and then bringing up and individually intro- introducing these players. Hummer just chugged a Cincy light folks. Hummer, <laughs> Hummer, I don't think he gets enough respect in the Bearcat community. There's the Keep Hummer brothers. Friends. When you look at the combination of the, the pure sex appeal that your brother brings to the table with Cincy light chaps and a Cincy light hat, and the fear and the pure fury and domination of beer that you bring to the table with with driving home with what 
nine cases of Cincy Light, and I think you've got one and a half left. We're supposed to do a power hour in the Dude, second I half of the Oklahoma State game, and they're gone. Keep going, my friends. Are you okay? Yeah, don't disregard his hair either. I mean, Jesus Christ. Don't we, disregard the hair. On the podcast, oh we FaceTimed Hummer while we were at this event, and Hummer is sweaty, slobby looking. Why were you sweaty? That is the biggest mystery. Why were you sweaty? Don't interrupt Guys, me. All right, fine. I live in no, let Prim finish. Walk, let Prim finish. Let, Prim finish. let me finish my story. Let Prim finish. Let me finish. He FaceTimes him. Hummer is sweaty with a uh, white shirt on V-neck, I think. I don't think it was proper wife beater. He keeps showing his daughter things like that. Again, focus on the sweaty. His hair is fucking perfect, guys. Perfect. Fucking perfect. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It looks like he ran through a sprinkler uh, (laughs) and threw on his wife's shirt that she wears to work and then combed his hair with the perfect gel in the world. I don't know. The guy just has it. He's got Look, the goods, folks. He's here, got here's the goods. what happens. On a regular base, on a regular day, I walk close to three miles between picking up the kid and everything. And so on the walk home, going to get groceries, carrying the groceries, it's an unseasonably warm day in New York. And I live on the fourth floor. So I have to carry my daughter up. Cool. Steps. I got We're hills and shit. Steps, folks. Are we steps. fucking flexing steps? Jesus Christ. I'm flexing <clears throat> miles, bro. What's the calorie intake there? Calories? Seven. Bro, 000. I took 7,995 steps. Today. I got nine, okay. nine fifty. And that today, includes bro. at least that's just a regular day. No sitting workout. and listening to Wes Miller wax poetic about the beauty of this year's Cincinnati Bearcats basketball team. I'm not really trying to like, like, like this isn't some, it's not the, it's not the true flex, but like 923 on a day of no workout, just walking, walking steps, walking hills, everything oh, you yeah. got to do. Get it, like, That's pretty solid. But no, no, no I, I got it. These are all old guy numbers. I, I, you had called pathetic. me when I got at the top of the stairs from carrying her up and going You're up and down. You're sweating in your own house, folding no, laundry. No one's talking shit, bro. You look good. I'm talking about but you. Let- Let's get back to the matter at hand, <laughs> which is that you guys got to talk here. Wes Miller, wax, as we said, someone said, wax poetic about the team. Mm-hmm. What is your biggest takeaway from tonight? What are you most excited about? Because I know what, from what I heard, I heard a lot about a lot of hype about Day Day Thomas. Now, I want to I want to tell folks this: if you want to hear direct quotes from Wes Miller about these individual players, I would point you to the Catskeller social discord where I was live discording this entire event. Lots of great photos, a lot of selfies, probably overindulgent. I apologize for that. Again, you probably saw five 20 ounce Cincy light cups destroyed during this event. We did good. I got them for you. And we capped it off with a Manhattan at alive and well in Clifton. Shout out to Clifton. Clifton is thriving. Um, Hummer, that event, the way he presented these players, yeah, the vibes were so good. Yeah, we're so good. The the chemistry on the team, the way they enjoy spending time with one another. Dan Skilling's true face of the franchise. Like this guy, he he's getting ribbed by Wes Miller more than any other player. But to me, it came across as you are the face of Cincinnati Bearcats basketball. 
You're working your ass off. You've got a dynamic personality. We know you're here. We know we want you here and you're going to be a big part of the team. He was, he just, he just radiated around the room, but also on the stage. Um, I just thought the whole thing was, was all class and being there for it. It just made me feel that much more connected to the team. It made me feel that much more excited about the season. Like these guys, this is a likable roster, an exciting roster. And he was making some bold ass proclamations about Seamus uh, Lukosius in terms of what he did against Xavier last year and what that man might do to Xavier this year. Like that, that to me is a, it was bold, but it was also exciting because you know, there, if he's saying it out loud, there's, there's some truth to it. Your, your temperature for the Bearcats has been overall positive, but at the same time, tepid. Are you more excited about What's been this tepid? season? What's been tepid? What's been tepid about me? You, you've, you've been reserved about what your actual, like, yes, we know what we expect, but what your expectations are, waivers or not, are, are you've been kind of tep- lukewarm on, on where, what this team can do. Are you feeling better after this event? I mean, dude, this was a pep rally, bro. This was a pep rally, but I'm feeling better. Obviously, I'm feeling better. Like That's you what can't I help. Hear. You're getting to know these guys on a personal level. Coomer's you're falling sort of, in love with. You Wes. get to see their personalities. I, you know, I already love Vic Locken like that. And honestly, if you love Vic Locken going in, you love Vic Locken more coming out. He walks up there. Wes more Miller cowbell can kind of tell. We definitely want more got, cowbell. We want way more cowbell. <laughs> Give me as much cowbell as you can. He picks up a mic on his own. Does this work? Sits <laughs> down. And our instantly it turns into this like dynamic interview between Wes Miller and Vic Locken and Vic Locken, who again is from Russia, did not come here speaking fluent English is speaking remarkably well. He's, he's witty. He's using y'all by the way, which by the way, y'all great term. Don't, don't it's hate against the South. Term. Y'all is a great term. No, it's a terrible term. Wow. You are from Ohio, not Kentucky. It's efficient. It's quick. It's gender neutral. Y'all is great. Y'all's perfect. I think it's the same amount of syllables, isn't it? As what? You guys? Y'all? y'all you guys. You all? <laughs> oh my y'all? You all? I almost want to delete the podcast right now because of what you just said. No, I'm hey, way more I'm you. way more hyped leaving up. Let me ask Brent. Brent, how you coming in, you coming out, where where are you at with Cincinnati Bearcats basketball? I mean, way more excited, definitely. Like I said, um, I understand it's a pep rally, but at a pep rally, you can just do the hoorah shit. Wes Miller had intimate stories about every single player he brought up, every single one, from the stars to the bench players, from the seniors to the freshmen. He was way engaged with every single one of them. Um, uh, There were more in-depth stories from certain ones that he talked about even who had the best shoes, who had the best dance moves, who was the most likely not to answer a call, who, I mean. Superlatives, like, which, by the way, we will reveal on this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. through these. I wrote every single one of them down. Did you? Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like you can tell when someone is going through the motions and appeasing the people donating money and someone who truly cares. And after the last couple of UC seasons, like I'd be the first one to criticize, but Wes Miller was on point tonight. And if that was 
faking it, then he deserves an award. So uh, I mean, I'm very excited. I am. Um, Kumar, there there were questions asked at the end. Do you remember this part of it? I do. So they they go through the interviews, and Dan Horde is sort of DJing the event. Dan Horde, all class. I don't legend. I'm gonna tell me this: is is Dan Horde in the Bearcats Hall of Fame? Uh, Dan Horde should be in the sportscasters in general Hall of Fame. He because is, he is in my mind, Dan. We've discussed this in the past. He's up there with Marty. Like yeah. that's he is just as good. He's been there all my life in terms of being like basketball radio, football radio, Bengals radio. He is an all-time sports broadcaster, not and just Bearcats. All-time sports. Good news. Dan Hort is, in fact, in he's in the University of Cincinnati James P. Kelly Athletics Hall of Fame. So he was inducted in 2019 as a contributor. The guy's an icon. And the voice just makes me happy. It brings me joy. It lifts my spirits. He DJed the event. We go through the West Miller speech. We go through the West Miller interviews with the players. And Dan Hort opens up the forum to questions for the for the audience. And Hummer, this audience is stiff. All right. No surprise. I think I think you get the catch our vibe for what it is. Who do you think asks the first question in the crowd? Well, I'm going to either because I, w- I only know two people who are there. Well, three. You or B Fox. I'm going to say you. Nope. You know, a third person who was there. He's sitting on this fucking Zoom call right now. Andrew Prenovic asked. I said the three very, people. The very first question of the event. Prent, what was your question? <clears throat> I told Wes. I said, "Hey, man, you look like a no." Don't discount yourself. You were bantering with Wes, my guy, no. because well, before that, there was a live auction that B Fox was was uh, DJing, which was I would say we had success. We raised several thousand dollars, but it, it was we had to kind of warm people up. Sure. Brett gets in there, he's fucking bantering with Wes about auctioning off his shoes. Right. Well, they handed me a mic that wasn't live. So I was like, test, test, test. And they oh, said, it was live when you ju- and Wes said that he would auction them off for at least 10 grand. Right. Well, they gave me a mic that wasn't live. The shoes that he was wearing. The shoes he was wearing, at least 10 grand. I guess my question is, what shoes was he wearing? Dude. Uh, it was Jordan. It was Jordan porn, dude. It was absolute Jordan porn across yeah. the room. No, no, no. It matters what shoes he's wearing if they're actually oh, no. worth ten grand. You, or I don't not. fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> I was wearing Allbirds. Anywho, <clears throat> I get handed a mic that's not live, and I'm like, test, test, test. It's not working. So Dan Horde goes and grabs the mic from Wes and brings it to me, and I'm like, oh, he doesn't have a live mic like mic now. So I guess I'll start auctioning shit. We'll start auctioning off his shoes, like joking to keep the audience engaged and that's when his mic turned on he said you're talking about my shoes at least 10 grand so i don't know i was just trying to do my part and keep the crowd going anywho they were like get to your question. did anybody bid on it no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> they were like get, get to your question you poor piece of shit you don't belong down in this crowd and i'm like you're absolutely right none of that happened but my question was <clears throat> i said wes um, I've never been to an event like this. This is my first time. But hearing you speak tonight, you seem like a no BS, straightforward kind of guy. I want to hear specifically how we're going to beat Xavier this year and be specific. 
The crowd <laughs> goes nuts. The, the, the crowd goes nuts. That was my question. And, you know, he gave kind of a bullshit answer. Like, ah, well, we got to see what they're playing like and what we're like. And I won't make that judgment until we're, uh, you know, a week away, blah, blah, blah. But um, he was like, you know, I hear from donors. I hear from alumni. I hear from everybody about how we got to beat Xavier. So you got to know that's front of mind for me. So I, I, I respect your question, but I don't have a straightforward answer for you. Hard, hard hitting journalism from Prent because Prent emphasized specifically. Yeah. Prent, what Prent, are Prent. you Cheers. going to Cheers. do Cheers. to beat Cheers. Xavier? And Wes Miller, to his credit, recognized your seriousness with how many specifics you were looking for and acknowledged. I don't have specifics yet, but he did acknowledge. I mean, look, I can't give talking- you standing ovation. And give you a beer. He's hey. talking right. He's talking. That's by the way. That's Hummer's second since he liked during the podcast. I'd like to see him chug one at least one more before we end. One more. I need one more podcast. One more beer before we go. Do I have one? <laughs> Wes Miller. Um, wait, hold on, Kimmer. Yeah. Let me ask you: If you had one question right now to ask Wes Miller, what would it be? I mean, honestly, mine would be very. It was not appropriate for the audience. My question would be. You and him at a bar. What's your question? Me and Wes Miller at a bar. Did you have second thoughts about recruiting Aziz Bandego due to the risk of having two two players who you landed with big hype who wouldn't potentially be eligible to play this season? And I just like to hear him answer how he would what what his thought process would be on how he approached that recruiting because approached that recruiting because Jamil Reynolds was landed. Aziz Bandego becomes available. You're risking not having either of them, which I I guarantee you both required significant we know, we nil investments. Wait, we hold on. Answer. Hold on. Okay, Hummer, it, you're Wes Miller. What's his answer? Go. His answer, I don't regret it. He takes big swings. He swings for the fence. He gets the guy to commit here. That's what he does. He's gone after number. He's gone after top five recruits. That's what he does. He, yeah. he went after the best guy in the portal. That fit right. what we needed. He doesn't right. regret it. He doesn't and regret I, and it. And I think he's this a, is snowballing. I think it's snowballing to both. I think it's snowballing to at least Bandago being able to play with the Dave U.S. comments today. And holy shit, man. Like what a fucking stud Wes Miller will come across as here. If you you land these guys, we got to talk to Bandago for a bit, Prent. And that guy, what an awesome yeah. guy. Oh, dude. So really. So Hon- every, honestly, every player we talked to, every former player we talked to, this... I could tell like they're these are young guys, man. These are 19, 18, 23 year old kids who who are being thrown into a room with immense wealth oh, and yeah. they conducted themselves really impressively. I mean, it's like almost offensive. Can we be honest, honest though? Like, they're being thrown into immense wealth. Well, yeah. we we have we didn't talk about each of dude, them. Each of them we need to talk about this person. They're not I, immense the wealth. elephant in the room. No? Immense wealth. Up to you. I, honestly, like I'd love to see. Just I'm seeing Louis Vuitton on the. I'm seeing Louis Vuitton on the on the Hummer, wrist. Hummer, I'm seeing nice. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take it to a very uncomfortable place briefly, and it's just I'm going to frame it in a in a positive light. I'd love to see the Cincinnati Bearcats fan base build out a donor base, and in terms of what that room looks like, that's less monochromatic. Okay, it was, it was a bit jarring. In terms of what the comp- what the composition was, 
compared to what our teams look like, what our players look like, what our alumni look like, what the restaurant workers look like. It's just something that I'd like to see our, our fan base and our fan base reflects it. Honestly, our donor base, like when you're in the room where it happens, I felt like I was in the room where it happens last night, tonight. Like I being there, it was like Aaron Burr, Hamilton. I'm Is fucking in the room you, where it happens right now. I'd I love to see that room that where it happens. But is it something you can control as an administration? Is it as outreach? an administration? Not necessarily. As a is it society. outreach? Like, is it unfortunately outreach? It's outreach a lot, there's a lot yes. of questions. We're not gonna. We're not. Gonna we're not tackling to tonight. We're not tackling. And, and we're not going to tackle. It was an observation. But, That's all. Yeah. It's mm. come so, on, man. Dead fish. <laughs> yeah. Dead fish. Um, so I talked to Yancey Gates tonight. You guys remember Yancey, right? Oh, we used to work with him. Uh, right. And he remembered me, right, Coomer? Goddamn right he did. I walked up to Yancey. He remembered me. Uh, Yancey Gates used to work at Sky Galley in Lincoln Airport. Uh, my dad was the manager. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. to uh, Not Sky his Galley. dad, to Sky Galley. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not to my dad. My dad's still alive, thankfully. Yeah, Sky Galley. Sky Galley's gone. If y'all knew it, it was a gem. No doubt. The um, only so place in the city that served pumpernickel. No, what? Pumpernickel? Whatever weird fucking meat pumpernickel is or with fucking rye bread. Nasty ass sandwich. Disgusting. Anywho, Anywho um, this is the little inside baseball because Coomer and I were in the VIP area at the time. But I saw Yancey. I walked up to him. Um, he and I worked at Sky Galley Restaurant together. And he recognized me. We chatted for a bit. But Yancey Gates worked in the back of the house. And that motherfucker, you could be like, Yancey, I need a half barrel of Bud Light. He would go grab it with one hand and throw it over his shoulder and walk it through the dining room. And you'd see these, much like tonight, old, rich, white people gazed at him with eyes they had never seen before. Like, oh, my God. Like, first of all, I don't know what a half barrel weighs. Look it up. Uh, 150 pounds. I don't know. He just threw it over his shoulder like nothing. But it was very good to see Yancey tonight. R.I.P. Kenny Freeze, but it was really Kenny Freeze. Yeah, it was very fun to see him again. Not for real. Let's moment of silence for Kenny Freeze. No, no, no moment of silence. Moment of silence Freeze. for Kenny, Kenny Freeze. Freeze. No, he doesn't he didn't deserve that. God damn it. Hummer, Hummer, a moment of silence, silence for Kenny Freeze. For Kenny you cannot freeze God. me. God damn it. For Kenny Freeze. It's physically impossible for Hummer to give a moment of silence. No, no moment of silence doesn't happen with Hummer. He doesn't deserve uh, it, it. It was it was fan, it was so fun, dude. Look, he's, I, a, I, he's he's a fucker. I'm not gonna freeze for Kenny Freeze. Yeah. No, We're, I, I want to say one thing. Prent and I are poking fun at some of the like the, the observations we have of the event. The Bearcats, the administration, Please. Cunningham, whoever else was Brian Fox. The folks who had a hand in organizing this event, it was fun as shit. Like B-Fox that was killed it. B Fox killed it. B Fox killed it. He he said hi to us. Um, he let you. Stay I wish, there. man. I I remember he, when I he talked, knew when, you didn't belong, and they he let you stay. Oh, there's no, no, no fucking way. Where we were. He didn't see us in the VIP room. He was chill about it, but there's no way he didn't look at us like they ain't got no money. <laughs> they, ain't, they ain't been on shit. All right. Um, before, before, before I feel we're wrapping up here, I, I do want to know something because I'm, I'm really curious about this because I've been high on the day day train 
Oh, yeah. And you told a story. And this is the only one. This is the the non Discord. You get I owe this. you the superlatives too. I want folks to have the superlatives here. I want people yeah. to know about the day day comments and what you heard them say about how they celebrated about day day. And does that give you hope that he's going to be a bigger part of this squad than what people think? So on this podcast, there's no hesitation about how big. How, how major Dayday Thomas is going to be to this team. We both know that this is West Miller's banking on Dayday translating to the Big 12 Division One game very quickly. Dan Horde, after Dayday Thomas comes on stage, Dan Horde jumps in and and kind of takes a moment to say, tell tell an anecdote about Dayday Thomas and the recruitment of Dayday Thomas. And he tells a story about being on a plane home. I believe it was home from SMU. And Wes Miller gets a call and it's from Day-Day Thomas and he's landing Day-Day Thomas as a recruit. Day-Day Thomas is committing to the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball program. And Dan Horde says, Wes Miller lets out an audible scream of excitement, a guttural scream, excitement, hype, just pure adulation about the fact that Day-Day Thomas is becoming a Cincinnati Bearcat, Wes Miller hands off the phone to his assistant coach. That coach lets out another guttural scream, hype, pure celebration for the fact that this point guard from Juco, who Wes Miller says is the best junior college player in the country, he's joining the Cincinnati Bearcats. They pass the phone down the line like this is a fucking Dallas Cowboys draft room. All of them. Just these just these primal screams of joy that Day-Day Thomas is a Cincinnati Bearcat. And so what I'll tell you, Hum, that's in addition to Wes Miller hyping up his speed, his ball speed, the fact that when he drives down the lane and you think he's about to lay it up, he's about to put the cookie in the basket, that motherfucker's cramming that shit on your head whoa day day thomas is the real fucking deal let's go look isn't that and we said that (laughs) we've talked about it this is a guy that it's it's a backlog of talent in the ncaa and because of covid that there's going to be guys in juco to be had right now this is that guy this is that guy, bro. If if you have th- this many people in an organization saying, thank God, basically they're saying, to me, they're saying, thank you, God, that this happened. Because this guy is, this guy is the real, it's a diamond in the rough. It's our Aladdin. He's going to do big things this year. He's going to, he's going to take the genie out of the bottle. He's going to make things explode. Christina Aguilera. was pumped when he told me. I was so pumped when he told me that. That. Gives me more confidence in my without the waivers, we're a bubble team. With the waivers, we're fucking in, baby, and we're fine for the top three in this conference. Jamil Reynolds, by the way, massive guy. He's a he's a grown ass adult. There's a young version man. of uh if you're watching on YouTube, a young <laughs> version of Zach Coomer. Is that my social security card? There's a young Eminem. No, I thought that was yeah, that was Eminem. Bleach blonde hair. Shout out to to uh, <laughs> Mrs. Siegel, who did the the bleachings back then in the parking lot. God, I, I miss my hairline. Um, <laughs> I, I want to get to our superlatives. I I feel the I feel I feel obligated to drop those on the podcast. 
one more quote I want to share after Pren asked this question about Xavier, which was an extremely appropriate question. One of one of the attendees dropped a question about Midnight Madness and the fact that they loved it. They've loved it historically. We'd love to see it come back to Cincinnati. West Miller says, I would love a Midnight Madness. Our players would love a Midnight Madness. And frankly, he after that, I won't quote him verbatim. He's basically looking at John Cunningham and saying, we need to make it happen. Tumor, let me jump in. That felt like a coach's answer to me. Like he was kind of bullshitting. Do you really think? Like, how hard is it to make that? Uh, I think he, there's probably some politics involved with it because it is literally, you have to time it with the exact, like, it has to happen at midnight. Can't be a minute before, a second before, because the NCAA has stupid rules because the most incompetent organization. I don't care about all that. They could do that. Like, it just seemed like if you want. We don't know the politics. politics. There's, it's, it's universities. It's politics. But if he's looking at it and saying we're going to make it happen, I trust him. Um, he's say, not going to oh, say that. Here, here's he's another moment. Remember, he's moment. pandering to the millionaires of UC. Understood. So was it pandering or was it truth? Was my yeah, but if he panders and says it's we're going to do it, and he Dude, doesn't that, do it, that event is a st- like oh, I loved John Brandon's first year or second year. They did this, that UCF came to Cincinnati, played a home game on the football field, and then we followed it up with a Midnight Madness after the game. So they tagged, they basically stacked it on top of a football event. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Oh. Like the, oh. I, I want the stories. I, I remember as a kid, I've told the story on the podcast before, vividly remember going to Midnight Madness as a kid multiple times, getting the autographs, posters are signed. Um, it's one of my favorite childhood memories. Like I went with my dad. It was just always a fun event. And like we have these great quotes we 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 talk about to this day where Bob Huggins gets out there, gets on the mic. And it's like 19, what is it? It's probably 2001, maybe maybe 1998. The guy's bragging. Like the what what Bob Huggins wants to brag about is how many guys can bench 300 plus on the team. I just miss the type of commentary you get at those events. You get the the all-time James White dunks. You get Melvin Levitt jumping over a a golf cart. You just get so many memorable moments. You get Lori Pirtle from the the former women's coach doing remarkable dribbling exhibitions. Like there's just there's it's an easy opportunity for fan engagement. You're looking for fan engagement. You're looking for excitement around your programs. Guess what Wes Miller has done? He has built excitement around your program. He could deliver a great March Madness. And I think we, not a March Madness, a Midnight Madness. But he would, I, I think we do need to bring it back. And I do, I don't think it was Coach Speak. I think he wants it back. All right. Hey, one more. One more question, mm-hmm. if you remember during that. Um, and this is a Cincy slang in old school. They asked Wes Miller what it would take to get Steve Logan's number hung in the rafters. Oh, that was such a good question. I was jealous of it personally and, since we we had the retire twenty two right. moniker a few years ago. Right. Wes Miller was was definitive and and emphatic with his response about wanting more celebration of the history of Bearcat basketball. It's yeah, not it about beautiful. two championships in the nineteen sixties. This program has accomplished remarkable things, and. That's why you have so much passion and so much enthusiasm and so many high expectations 
around the basketball program. He wants to see that celebrated. I want to see that celebrated. Fans want to see that celebrated. So it was it was interesting to see him not acknowledge Steve Logan and the goat that he is, but he specifically called out Sean Kilpatrick. Yeah, yes, he specifically he called out Sean Kilpatrick, which was interesting. It made me second think all time. It, it felt, it felt a little history. bit like planting the seed of hey, this is a guy during an incredibly important time in Cincinnati Bearcat basketball history that needs more more recognition he he his name belongs in the rafters and i i my takeaway my takeaway my takeaway was that that sean kilpatrick might be next up that's almost what it felt like was sean kilpatrick you don't need your jersey retired you need a you need a a hall of fame where you just put significant jerseys with names on them in the rafters you get your jersey retired (laughs) you get your jersey retired I, I you cannot have the number anymore if you're national player of the year, but you get your name and your jersey I in the agree. rafter, so that way you know that if you take up that number, that's what you have to aspire to. That's you have an to area aspire to I've, that I've player. evolved. I've evolved there where to me that's a great solution too. More celebration of our history. Like it's it's not a bad thing for players to for fans to walk into a stadium. With their, you know, and and passing it on to the next generations, so that when their kids are looking up at the stands and they're saying, you know, Dad, who's, who, who's, who's Logan twenty two in the round? Who's twenty two, Dad? Who's twenty two? Who's twenty two honoring Dad? Who's twenty five? Who's Danny Fortson? Tell me about Danny Fortson. What was it like watching Danny Fortson play in a Bearcat uniform? Tell me, tell me more about Sean Kilpatrick. What was it like? That that is Bearcat basketball. You want those stories told. We need more of it. We need a clarification here, Print. What the fuck is that flag behind you? Okay, I'll allow it. No, the colors are wrong. Move the camera. I I coached there for thirteen years, guys. Yeah, yeah. move move the camera. Move the camera. Should I, Hummer? Should I run through these superlatives? I didn't share these in the Discord. I wanted to save them for the podcast. Is it worth it? Are we interested? I never, I never, I never like to say what minute we're at, but we're at fifty-five. I know, and and my camera tends to crap out around this time, so I want to run through some superlatives. Here's what I think you need to do. We've already gone through some highs, some lows. If we haven't touched on your favorite moment, touch on your favorite, whether it's small, big, small, your favorite moments of tonight, and then let's wrap this up. Okay. There's two. It's hard to to nail down one favorite moment. Um, if I was going to name a name down a favorite moment, honestly, it's going to be a sappy one. It would be more about taking a childhood friend in print and bring him to an event like this and having this amazing memory that we're probably going to talk about for years on end for for silly things, for real things, whatever. Like that to me, print. Thank you for coming with me. That was a a wonderful time. Um, from a Bearcat specific angle um dude i mean the logan the logan thing was cool the fact that he's giving me shit about his publicist i don't even know if that was real i don't know if kelly's a real person or not (laughs) he might have a publicist i have no idea at least get her email what if it was free and all you had to do was reach out to a publicist he He said i'm gonna charge your ass i'm not fucking paying you steve he said that i don't know who knows 
Um, no way. He said that. He said, I'm going to charge your ass. No, our best. You, no, he said, if, if you go through my publicist, she's going to charge you. You can come through me and it'll be for free is what he said. Our best banter. Look, my camera gave out. My and best banter. trapping out, which means he fucked up. It's the exact moment. Trent just literally. What a cool picture, though. I want to save that. Our best. Brent just, the the Brent banter just said the whole thing. No, it's so true. Brent goes, if 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 you go through my publicist earlier, like he told me to go through, but if you go through me, it's free. Cool. I want to go through you. We're a fan podcast. We have no budget. <laughs> the uh the Aziz Bandego, Dan Skillings, and CJ Anthony conversation was a fucking blast. Aziz has a great personality. We bonded over our love of Taranga. In uh, in I think it's adjacent to the Wyoming community. Great African cuisine, That's free a ad there. Great photo, and then uh, and then CJ Anthony. So I'm talking to Aziz Bandago. I'm asking him about his transition to Cincinnati. What he thinks about it, and then he looks at me. He's like, "Uh, so you're not going to ask me about my transition to Cincinnati?" And it was just such a great line. He was so casual with it, and uh, CJ Anthony, absolute legend. Like the confidence that guy carries with him. Hummer, we need to get back onto the project we talked about before because that guy, he's money. He's absolute money, baby. Cameron, you are frozen on the video, but it's can such I say a good that picture. it's such a good photo. I'm like, trying to. I'm trying. We're to... taking photos of it. We're taking photos of your frozen image because it is literally the epitome of being a podcaster. I'm trying well, to screenshot it. I don't know how you'll I'm be able to. Screen... It's going to be frozen. No, 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 like I took. I took a. I don't know if you can see it. I, I got some. Fo- I got like the yeah, actual that's photo. That's a photo of a screen. I want accessibility options. Oh, they do control print screen. No, I'm on. Fellas, let's let's end it here. Let's cut it here. Print. That was fantastic. I had a blast with you, Hummer. I'm so happy. Hold on, camera. We're not ending this. I'm gonna snip this because okay, snip I'm gonna away. use a snipping tool, and we're gonna get your fucking photo here, Print. I got it. You got it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I fucking got it. I'll go through I'll the superlatives in a video special on the cat on the cat Skeller YouTube page. Dude, d- dude, this picture of you is so tight, Cooper. It really is. Send away, baby. Send away. Da, 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 da. Cincinnati hat. Folks, if uh, these tickets are, are expensive, Antonio, thank you again for for your generosity with this. I had a fantastic time. Appreciate not only you listening to the pod over the years, but uh, incredible offer, Hummer. We're flying you out next year. They do this again next year. We're fucking flying you out, buddy. And I'm, you I'm go, in. Don't tell me. Out. It's in. It's in. It's Prince in the said, chat. I got it in Prince, the chat, dude. You're grant. Print your grandfathered in. You're not. Ne- you're this, never out on this. VIP, baby, all day, every yep. day. Let's have a good night. Go Bearcats. Cheers. And we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Cheers. Cheers. Go FC Cincinnati.